This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's shift our focus to Ottawa and the House of Commons. And joining me on the line to talk about what is happening with the uh, emergency legislation is David Aiken, Global News Chief Political Correspondent. David, thanks so much. Hey, no problem, Jill. Yeah, a bit of a, I mean, it's a bit of strange days anyways in terms of what we're all doing, but uh, even stranger events today in Ottawa, and you, you know, I'm sure you, you've told your listeners, we were supposed to have about 32 MPs come to Ottawa today and, you know, break all the rules of procedure in order to quickly pass some legislation that was telegraphed to be all about getting billions of dollars in economic relief, enhanced child benefits, enhanced DI benefits, getting that all through and making it law. And instead, we are bogged down right now because the government was, in addition to presenting those uh, bits of uh, that kind of package, also wanted to establish measures for the future that would give ministers the powers to spend money, for example, pretty much on an unlimited basis without any parliamentary oversight or accountability. And that has really got all the opposition parties, all of them, uh, the NDP, the Conservatives, the Bloc, they're a bit anxious and nervous about that. All of them are saying to the government, uh, guys, just let's vote on the economic relief package. If you think you need some other powers, then let's deal with that separately. Those negotiations have been going on for three hours since about noon Eastern time when the House, quote, suspended for uh, business two minutes after it opened up for business. And uh, we're waiting to see if the opposition and government can can get something done. Uh, the key thing here is under the rules, it's it's not simple majority sort of rules here. It's not even though the opposition have combined more votes in the House than the liberals, they're operating under rules where unanimous consent is required for this legislation to go through, okay? Mm -hmm. So just one MP, just one, can block this $57 billion relief package. And there was an MP in the House at the beginning of the day that was ready to do that, and that was a guy named Scott Reed. Scott Reed is an Eastern Ontario MP. He's an original founding member of the Reform and Alliance. He's been around here uh, a, a long time, and his objection was, he was not going to give consent to a bill he had not seen. And that's true. MPs had not seen a lot of the provisions that they were going to, about to be asked to vote on. And as it turns out, some of those provisions include some very big power grabs by ministers. Scott Reed, I just got off the phone with him, Jill, just before we got on air. He's sitting in the House of Commons waiting for things to resume. He is now convinced that his own party is working on, is in agreement and is working towards the same goal. So he's confident he'll be seeing something he can vote for. But that's the kind of weird environment we were in here where one MP, you know, on principle, and, and some would say, I've been watching the Twitter feed, some say a very good principle, others just giving him the gears. You, you can't make me vote for something and approve something I haven't seen. Anyways, that's where we're at, Jill. How's your day? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And we've all been watching that. And I was following along uh, with the uh, back and forth on Twitter as well. They had to know that there was going to be pushback, that not everybody was going to sign away uh, and say yes for the next 21 months. You can tax, you can spend, you can do whatever you want with no accountability. They must have known, uh, you know, midday yesterday. So as far as we can tell, the government circulated a draft piece of legislation to the 
opposition critics, only the critics, not to every MP, uh, just to the critics involved yesterday afternoon. And certainly the critics, you know, presumably within minutes would have told the government this is not going to fly. Um, and then uh, the government seemed prepared to proceed and it gets in the news and away we go. The prime minister did withdraw or said that he was ready to withdraw a section which would have given the prime minister, or sorry, the finance minister, the power to raise taxes, lower taxes, uh, change tax law without parliamentary approval, and he'd have that power till December 2021. And uh, every opposition party said that is a non-starter, um, and so that was withdrawn. But does it, there's still some other other measures in the proposed legislation that also give a lot of power to the minister at the expense of parliament. And I guess here's the thing, Jill, is, is lifting our head up a little bit from process and parliamentary procedure is I think there'd be broad agreement among all Canadians, let alone parliamentarians, that the federal government ought to have some extraordinary powers right now to spend money uh, as it needs to, to do what it needs to do to, to deal with this. And you know what? In 1988, parliamentarians, you know, they conceived of a situation like that, and they wrote what was called the Emergencies Act. Now, if the federal government uh, invoked the Emergencies Act, just as B.C. and every other province have done, they've invoked their Provincial Emergencies Act, if the federal government invoked the Emergencies Act, they'd be able to spend whatever money they needed to. But the Emergencies Act, in the careful consideration of the parliamentarians in 88, has some built-in parliamentary oversight. Basically, the government would have to come back to the House of Commons every 90 days just to make sure that parliamentarians could vote on extending uh, emergency powers and reviewing what was spent. That's the Emergencies Act. The current legislation that is causing the problem right now removes a lot of that parliamentary oversight, that automatic 90 days, you've got to come back and tell us what you're doing. And again, that's where the opposition says that that's not appropriate. Let's vote on the economic relief you've announced. And if you need something else, let's talk about that. All right. Well, David, uh, I know it's been a strange day uh, for you and many others uh, following along. We will continue to wait and watch for the word to come from you. But thanks so much for taking a few minutes with us. Appreciate it. No problem, Jill. Cheers.